Hey friends, it's Mark James. It's Monday again. Monday, Monday. Ba -da 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 -da. Can't trust that day. It's Monday. I had uh, croissants with ham and cheese for breakfast. And I've been basically good most of the day. Had one piece of Rocky Road and a couple of Harry Vos. And when I say a couple, I mean a whole bag. <laughs> but that's still not bad. It's not as bad as I've been being. Bin being, bing bin, bin bin bing, bing bin bing, bing bing. Uh, I walked and got Joshua from school and walked back again. Uh, that was good. I tidied the whole house, and when I say the whole house, I mean downstairs. <laughs> I'm on a roll. I'm butter. I'm jam. I'm on a roll. Anyway, I um that won't make sense if you're not from where I'm from, because we refer to a bread bun, a bread you know roll as a roll. So I'm on a roll. I'm butter. I'm jam. I'm on a roll. Anyway, a bomb. A bread bun, a burger bun, so to speak, but not for putting a burger in. You know what I mean. There are all sorts of different words, aren't there, for bread and bread rolls. Some people call it a balm cake, a bread roll, a bun, a bap, where I used to live in the northeast, a bap, a stotty, a butty. Uh, I think bun is pretty common, isn't it? A bun is is probably the most common name. A bread roll. I mean, a bread roll for me actually would be the kind of small baguette that you'd have with soup. You know, the little hard baguette they sometimes give you with soup. And you cut a slit down the middle and jam the butter in. But there are all sorts of words for them. Stotty in the in the northeast. A stotty, I think, is um, is a big, a, a large size one. Big enough to put, you know, you could you could put five burgers in it comfortably. And I mean... Not on top of each other, next to each other, scattered around. A stotty is a big thing. If you're having a stotty, you don't eat a whole one by yourself. You make it, but you make like a family one, but then you cut it into quarters and you all have a quarter. It's a big old thing is a stotty. That's in the northeast. What do you call a bread bun or a bread roll where you're from? <laughs> I did not intend that to be on today's conversational list. I've tidied the whole house, which by which I mean downstairs. I've actually done upstairs as well. I just haven't hoovered upstairs yet. So that job is just waiting. I am going to hoover upstairs, though, and then it's done. Sarah's on the way home from work. Joshua's downstairs. I'm hiding upstairs because he's now playing Fortnite with his friends from school. And I honestly find it unbearable. Like, the way that kids play together on these games is just horrific because, <laughs> well, I mean, as you know, I play it with my friends. I play Call of Duty with my friends, but we are a sort of, uh, we're a disciplined unit is what we are. We take it quite, we have a laugh with each other, but we also take it quite seriously. We all have our own jobs, you know. Every single time, by the way, if you don't play Call of Duty, this will make no sense. But every single time we drop in to the uh, to Verdansk, we go straight to the hospital. We always drop in at hospital. I get the helicopter. They land on the roof. I crush as many people as I can. We all get in the helicopter and do contracts. Then um, we get enough money for a loadout. Then we take on some bounties. We do some recons. We get to the final circle. We make it into the top 10 nearly every time. But, so, so we all have our own jobs, basically. Whereas Joshua and his friends, they just play Fortnite and they shout at each other a lot. And they constantly try to get each other to look at what the other person's doing. So Joshua's constantly going, guys, guys, and they're talking. And he's going, guys, guys, look at me doing this. And then he does what all kids do, where he just jumps up in the air. And they all go, oh, you jumped. 
And then they, the next one does it. Oh, look at me. And then they just make each other, watch each other, do nothing. You know, when a kid will be like, look at this. And they just spin around and you think, what a waste of time. <laughs> That's what they do. They just do nothing. Like, how many times have you had a kid go to you? Look, 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 look. And then you look and they just jump up in the air and spin around. And you think, oh, God, this is like, I didn't need to see that. I don't know. I know they're kids, but I can't bear it. I just come up. I need to leave the room when it's happening. We decided Joshua was allowed to play Fortnite now. We did the research. We asked other parents. I looked at the game. I played it quickly myself to see what it was all about. I read stuff online. I watched a couple of YouTube videos to watch other kids playing it. I did all, you know, I found out everything I could. We decided to let him play it on a couple of provisions. Number one, that it's a maximum of an hour a day and he understands that. And number two, that he never, ever talks to me about it. <laughs> I said to him, you can talk to him about whatever you want. He reads a lot of books at the minute. He's reading Harry Potter and uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban now. He's up to number three. But, and I'm happy to talk to him about that. I love talking to him about books and stuff and films or whatever, but not not that game. It's too dull. It's basically like Call of Duty, except a shit kid's version I don't get the loads of adults play it. It's really dull and it looks rubbish. But hey, that's, I mean, compared to Minecraft, where the graphics are purposefully terrible, it's not nearly as bad as it. But anyway, so he's doing that and I'm hiding upstairs so I don't have to listen to it because I find it genuinely unbearable. Other than that, everything's all right. We're about to go. When Sarah gets home, we're actually going to the hospital because her friend, Laura, as I've mentioned before, who had a camera up her ass, uh, is not well. She's in the hospital at the minute. And um, <laughs> hi, Laura's grandparents, by the way. Laura just told me that her grandparents listen to this podcast, which horrified me in some respect. And I said, because I thought about my own grandparents and I thought um, they can't they can't listen to this. I don't even let my mum listen to this because of the language in it. And I said, Laura, you can't let your grandparents listen to this. She said, my granddad was in the Navy. And I said, oh, I'll be all right then. <laughs> so hi, Laura's grandparents. Thanks for listening. You never know the spread of a podcast, do you? I mean, that's amazing. But she's not well, bless her. And uh, she's a very lovely person. So we've decided that uh, we're going to take her some stuff over. So Sarah's got some stuff for her. Uh, I'm going to lend her an iPad so that she can watch a bit of Netflix and stuff. And um, I'm just clearing out that iPad of anything potentially compromising because I don't need to give any more people things that they can go to the papers with in 10 years' time if I ever make it. <laughs> I think Laura knows enough of my secrets already. So um, we're sorting that out and then we're taking it over. So we'll get in the car, all of us. You can't actually go in. There's no visiting allowed, which is a bit of a shame. Obviously, it's because of coronavirus restrictions, but you can leave stuff at the reception. So we're going to take this bag for Laura, leave it at the reception desk, call her and let her know that it's there. And then all will be well. And hopefully she'll be out in a day or so, but at least it will ease the next couple of days because I'll bet it's boring. Apparently, hospital television is still shocking. They make you pay £5 a day for it, and there's only about three channels. I mean, on normal television without on-demand, trying to watch TV is a nightmare because you've got to watch stuff in the order that it's on, and then you watch an episode or something, you've got to wait a week for the next one. 
So what if there's a TV show on because the way you've watched TV at home doesn't really chime with the way that you're going to watch TV in hospital. So it's like, oh, episode 13 of The West Wing, a poor choice because The West Wing hasn't been on for 10 years, but episode 13 of The West Wing. And then you go, well, I'm only up to episode six at home because I'm binging it. You know, you can't, that's not how people watch television anymore, is it? Literally nobody watches TV like that. It's kind of moved on. Now, if something comes out and it's, you know, 10 episodes, but they're putting them on a week at a time, we don't even start watching it until the ninth episode is out. Because I think, well, we'll watch nine episodes in a week and then we'll be just in time for the last one. Does anybody still just watch five or six different TV shows in a night? I remember my parents used to get the TV guide back when we only had four or five channels and it was both at different times. It was four at first, then there were five. We never got Sky. My dad refused to get it because you already had to pay for a TV license. <laughs> Childhood was a nightmare for television. It was crap. I could only watch kids TV channels in like two half hour slots per day. Now kids TV is nonstop. But anyway... Um, and also now if Joshua's in the room with us, we sort of make allowances for things he'd want to watch to a degree. Basically, I pick stuff that might be appropriate for him that I want to watch. But when I was a kid, there was no such concession. If there was a cartoon on I really wanted to watch while my parents were there, it just didn't happen. They just never, ever went, oh, yeah, you watch that. Not as far as I remember anyway, but... Kids TV, you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want, and... I remember that my parents used to get the TV guide and a highlighter. <laughs> Does anybody else know this? Anybody else go through this thing where your parents would get the TV guide? Usually it was free in the Daily Mirror, I think, which I didn't know that my parents read such a right-wing newspaper until I became an adult. I always thought, because my parents were liberal, that the Daily Mirror must be quite liberal. And then I found out as an adult that the Daily Mirror is quite right-leaning. And I thought, oh, that's interesting, because my parents aren't right-leaning. Um... Oh, my dad's not leaning anymore, leaning anywhere anymore. He's dead. But my mum's still left leaning. <laughs> my dad's lying down. Actually, he's not. We got him cremated. He's not even in a jar. I don't know where he is. He's in my heart. Oh, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> I managed to turn something horrible into something vaguely nice. I don't, I, you know, obviously as an atheist and stuff, I don't put in any stead in the afterlife. I just think when someone's dead, they're dead. But... They live in your thoughts and actions. And the kind of person that I am now, that's where my dad lives. I am who my dad taught me to be. You pass it on, don't you? And when I'm dead, who I am will live through Joshua. Poor little fucker. <laughs> but anyway, so they used to get the TV guide and they would look through it and highlight the programs they wanted to watch. And then that would create a sort of Tetris across five channels of the evenings watching and it was very rare that there wasn't something on but it would be sort of um 7 30 coronation street no seven o'clock emmerdale 7 30 coronation street eight o'clock question of sport or something nine o'clock you know film or it was like it was always set out there was always a channel to flick to for the thing that was about to start and um that's how tv went up until i left living with my parents and then, you know, I didn't watch TV really for years because I was working on holiday parks and stuff. And then when I came back to television, I got Sky straight away, which was a lot, a lifelong dream for me. My friend, when I was a little kid, Luke, his parents always had Sky. They were very, very rich, though. I'm, I'm sure I've told you this before, that I used to think the height of richness was that they had a box 
in their fridge that was full of chocolate bars, but they hadn't just eaten them all. And I thought that was tremendously disciplined. <laughs> We've tried to do that. We have a full drawer that has nothing but chocolate in it. Well, now that Sarah's making the Rocky Road, we've got a cupboard that has nothing but chocolate in. But we had a drawer full of it, but it still just gets eaten all the time. God, what a change. But anyway, the old TV guide going through it with a highlighter. And my mum and dad, my mum had a pink one, my dad had a yellow one, who <laughs> were. And uh, I, don't know if, I don't know what I did. I don't know if I highlighted stuff at all. I don't think I did. I knew I was never going to be allowed to watch it anyway. So I just watched stuff as, it, as I got the chance. But there you go. So anyway, we're going to take Paul Laura, um, an iPad, so she can watch a bit of telly. And that'll cheer her right up. It'll be nice. Um, hopefully I'm going to look in uh, what's it called oh talking about when I was a kid um, someone reminded me of it I know this fella um, on Facebook and uh, he was writing on Facebook yesterday that he'd spent a bit of time throwing parachute soldiers out the window and he posted a video and it's like this um, you might know these you might have had them when you were a kid it's basically a plastic figurine of a um, of a soldier. The type that are in Toy Story. You know, the green plastic Toy Story soldiers. Like that, but they're actually much bigger than that. You know, they're a good size action figure. They're not as big as like a Ken or a Barbie doll or whatever. Or, you know, any other kind of action figure. Not like a 12 inch. I think Barbie's 12 inches. Um, if Ken is, no wonder Barbie's smiling all the time. <laughs> Every now and again, I just come up with a proper joke, don't I? There you go. That's that's a proper joke there. It's rare. I've thought I've started to think of this podcast as I was telling my friend Bart that um, I think of it as panning for gold, and occasionally I find a bit, and most of the time, I go home disappointed. <laughs> but anyway, I've um, they're not as big as that. They're probably a quarter of the size of one of them, but reasonably sized, and it's attached to a string. Well, four strings. And then at the atop those four strings is a parachute. And effectively what you do is, you, it's a good toy for exercise because you've got to keep going downstairs and outside. But you throw these things out of the window or you drop them out of the window. Usually what you would do is you'd throw it upwards using the parachute as a sort of slingshot method to get a bit of loft. And then as it falls back down, it um, the parachute opens and the thing glides to the floor i mean the ratios are a bit off you know it doesn't glide very slowly comparative to a parachute it still falls out of the sky pretty quickly but the fall is somewhat broken by the open parachute and it's a cool toy well i had one of these i had loads of these over the years i used to love them them and those little foam you know the little airplanes that are made out of that sort of um rubbery foam stuff you know where it's just like two pieces and they sort of clip together uh, they slide together through a slot and then you put the little plastic nose on you know what i mean don't you like a little it's like foam board or foam exercising and it's a little airplane like a paper airplane but made out of this stuff and they glide really well they're really good uh, airplanes to throw because they do fly for ages some of them like do a loop to loop some of them glide they do all sorts of stuff they used to come in like a single thin paper package a bit like the package that you get a dib dab in but um you'd pull it out and then you know because it was the wing was roughly the same length as the body so they were in this thin package but it wasn't made yet and then you would put it the right way and you could throw it it was good anyway 
So I had loads of them, and I had loads of uh, these parachute guys. Well, I was playing with one of these parachute guys on the windowsill at my mum's house one day. And, uh, and well, I say my mum's house. It's my mum's house now. It used to be my house. <laughs> it used to be the family house. But it's now my mum's house because she's the only one who lives there. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about the technicalities, it's mine and my mum's house because I'm on the deed. I own the house myself as well. So um, that's how you get around death duty, by the way, in the UK. you If your parents die and they give you their house in the will, you have to pay a huge tax on it. But if you've been the owner of that house or part owner of that house for more than seven years at the point that they die, then you don't have to pay death duty. You don't pay any tax on the fact that you now own the house because you've owned the house for more than seven years. Well, I think about seven or eight years ago, my parents put me on the ownership of the house. So I've owned it for nearly a decade. But, um, and my mum still, you know, lives and breathes. I do go up there and turn the radiators down every now and again. <laughs> I don't, bless her, dear. My dear sainted mother, who I love more than life itself, but apart from when she needs help fixing her iPad, then I, I find a tremendous level of animosity towards her. But anyway... I was at my bedroom window and my bedroom window was at the back of the house, upstairs, of course. And I was playing with one of these things, throwing it out the window and stuff. And eventually it got snagged because we had roses or a rose bush was growing up the back wall up to the bottom of the kitchen window. And it got snagged on one of them and it got broken. So instead what I did was I went up to my bedroom and I tied it to a piece of string and I decided it would be an abseiler. And so what I would do is I would lower it out of the window down to the rose bush and bring it back up pretty constantly. And it was a lot of fun. Then I got, do you remember the Now CDs? Like Now 28, Now 29, Now 46, insert, you know, randomly higher numbers here. Well, I think it was Now 46... I'm going to do the research here because it had the James Bond song on. Now, CD, James, I wonder which one is. I think it was Now 46 and Now 45. Now, CD, James Bond song. I wonder if this works. I wonder if this will yield a result. Um, this will be great if I find it. Uh, oh, it's not It's not finding that. What was the, what was the James Bond mix? Was it Moby? James Bond, it was like some, the name's Bond, James Bond, and then it sort of kicked into this disco-y type track, uh, Moby, 1997, okay, so what, Now CD was out in 1997, Now CD, 1997, because they didn't call them like Now 97, they call it, ooh, right, it says that it was Now 30, that can't be right, now 37 in 1997. Could it have been now 37? I'm looking at the list. Oh my gosh. Well, this is quite a moment, friends. Track number one, Mbop by Hanson. Eternal, I want to be the only one. Loveful, look at this is it. Uh, where do you go? No mercy. Who do you think you are? Spice Girls. This CD, I believe I can fly R. Kelly. <laughs> he believed he could do a lot of things. It's not worked out that well for him. Uh, isn't it a wonder? Boy Zone, Quit Playing Games, Backstreet Boys. Staring at the sun, you too. Oh, I hated that song. Um, I'm pretty sure it was this. I don't know. I think it was Now 39, you know. I'm going to... I did have this one. I did have Now 37, though, because all of these songs are coming back to me. Now 
39. Oh, God, I hope I'm right. Now 39. Oh, I've put number 39. This brings up all sorts of things. I know this is a bit of a digression, but we're not in any rush, are we? Oh, here we go. I remember this one as well. Never, ever, all saints. Never, ever, have I ever felt so low. When you're going to take me, angels, Robbie Williams. Um, let me entertain you. Mulder and Scully. I bet I've overshot the mark. I bet it's now 38, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't know why I worry about hurrying up. You don't care, do you? You're happy for me to just rant on. I try to have some sense of... Oh, here we go. Tub thumping, Chumbawamba. This is it. Track one. Picture of you. Backstreet Boys. To be fair, that's why I got confused. They've all got Boys Own, Backstreet Boys Eternal. This one had the Lighthouse family on. Um... You sexy thing, or do you think I'm sexy? Entrance and Rod Stewart. That's, this is definitely the one, because I absolutely hated that song. Uh, there it is, yeah! James Bond theme by Moby. Yeah, it was the James Bond theme by Moby was on that CD. I'm going to listen to that on Spotify, or I'm going to remake that uh, playlist. Anyway, it was the James Bond theme by Moby that was on that CD, and I owned that CD. <laughs> <laughs> it's torturous, this, isn't it? Um, and what I'd done was I decided he was going to abseil and I'd tied a string around his waist and I had him on the windowsill. So what I did was I tied the other end of the string to the the jam of the window, you know, like the thing that you, the handle that you used to open it up. But bear in mind, this is an old school window. It's not a handle halfway up the window that you open with like a press button. It's uh, the thing I'm on about is like the metal the long thing that kind of has holes in it looks like a flute that you lift up and it allows you to open the window. It was like one of them. So I tied it to that. Anyway, I had another um, action figure that was not um, tied to the string. And what I decided to do was have them fight. So they're fighting on the windowsill and there used to be a little bit of music. Then he'd go, the name's Bond. James Bond. And on that, what I did was I had him punch the non-tied figure and he fell out the window. But then James Bond decided to dive down after him. So James Bond dives out the window. By the way, James Bond is being played by this little plastic figure of mine. He dives out the window as well. But I throw him at quite a loft to more towards the middle of the garden than straight down the window. And what happens is there's a point where the string becomes taut. And when the string becomes taut, this little James Bond, you know, uh, actor is now swinging towards the kitchen window, which is directly underneath the window of my bedroom. But also, this is before the days of double glazing being as popular as it is now. And as I've said, you know, we were very working class. We couldn't afford a double glazing, even if everybody else on the street had it. But as it goes, nobody did. So... He swings in and he hits the window with a clatter. And I look out of my window and I can see a huge crack down the kitchen window. And I think, oh, shite, I'm in trouble now. So I pull the figurine back up the window as fast as I can. I untie the string. I close my bedroom window. I jump onto the bed and I start reading a book. And I wait for the inevitable scolding. I know I'm in trouble. And that, it never comes. Later that day, it never comes. The next day, it never comes. The next day, my mum, because we had net curtains as well. So, yeah, I mean, they were gross, weren't they? Net curtains were the worst, but we had them. 
So nobody had noticed. So then my mum's in the garden one day and my mum goes out in the back garden and she looks at the back of the house and she notices this crack in the window and they both just assumed that a bird had done it, that a bird had flown into the window and uh, broken the window. And I never admitted that until about 10 years later. <laughs> I told my mum and dad one night when I was staying at their house after a gig and we were having a little chat and I remembered it. I mean, that window, that whole wall got taken out because eventually my parents got an extension and they put a conservatory on that bit of the house. But um, I said, do you remember there used to be a window and it cracked when a bird flew into it? And my dad went, oh, I do remember that, yeah. I said, that wasn't a bird. It wasn't a plane. <laughs> it was James Bond on a bit of string. And uh, luckily they thought it was quite funny. But there you go. That's a story from my childhood. Anyway, bye, friends.